0: to another episode of Swapping Joysticks. It is Friday the 15th of December 2023 and I think this might be our final kind of normal, normal-ish podcast of the year. Normal-ish. Normal-ish. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to I call this. any it. of them are normal. No I wouldn't go that far. Uh, no because yeah I mean we will talk about what we're going to be planning to do for the next couple of weeks but I think yeah the next two, the 22nd and the 29th, are going to be a little bit special, the end of year specials, which are always mm. fun to record and put out there. And also we record them a little bit earlier, so we get to have a bit of a rest. Nice. That yes. is needed. It is. So yeah, this will be the last one. Um, how have you been? How was the year for you? Who, who are you? Or do I have to introduce myself? Well, we usually do. Okay. Well, I'm Ben. You can call me Ben. And I'm joined by... Ed. And you, and can, you can call me... Sir. Daddy. Zaddy. <laughs> oh. No, you can call me Ed, please. Uh do not call me Daddy. I'm not that old. Please call him Daddy no, in the comments, not. in the chat. Absolutely do not. On Twitter. No. Um Bia, how have you been? How's your week been?
1: Oh, I am very tired. Today, well, we So it's a low energy. On Thursday. How dare um, you? Um but uh so tomorrow slash today is my last day of work for the year. Me too. And it is needed. I need a holiday. I need Christmas. I need to drink this tea. I need sleep. I am quite groggy. I've noticed. Yeah. I've hit, I hit my head beforehand. I'm having a bad hair day. I couldn't find a plug and it was literally right in front of me. I just, yeah, Yeah. I'm a bit grumpy this evening. I'm sorry.
0: That's right. You've got one more day left and I've got one more day left as well. It's weird because it's a Friday coming up, but I don't know. Hello and welcome to another episode of Swapping Joysticks. It is Friday, the 15th of December. 2023 and i think this might be our final kind of normal normalish podcast of the year normalish normalish i i, I wouldn't go as far as to I call don't think this any pod- of them are normal no i wouldn't go that far uh no because yeah i mean we will talk about what we're going to be planning to do for the next couple of weeks but i think yeah the next two the 22nd and the 29th are going to be a little bit special the end of year specials which are always mm. fun to record and put out there and also we record them a little bit earlier, so we get to have a bit of a rest. Nice. That yes. is needed. It is. So yeah, this will be the last one. Um, How have you been? How was the year for you? Who, who are you? Or do I have to introduce myself? Well, we usually do. Okay. Well, I'm Ben. You can call me Ben. And I'm joined by... Ed. And you, and can, you can call me... Sir. Daddy zaddy oh. <laughs> no you can call me ed please uh do not call me daddy i'm not that old please call him daddy no, in the comments not. in the chat absolutely do not. on twitter no um bia how have you been how's your week been oh, i am
1: very tired today well we, so it's we're a low recording energy. this on thursday no, how dare um you. but uh so tomorrow slash today is my last day of work for the year me too and it is needed i need a holiday i need christmas i need to drink this tea I need sleep. I am quite groggy. I've noticed. Yeah. I've hit, I hit my head beforehand. I'm having a bad hair day. Oh. I couldn't find a plug and it was literally right in front of me. I just, yeah, I've, yeah. I'm a bit grumpy this evening. I'm sorry.
0: That's why right, you've got one more day left and I've got one more day left as well. It's weird because it's a Friday coming up, but I like, don't know any other colleagues who are actually finishing tomorrow. Everybody else is finishing like mid next week or even like, oh, really? near the end of next week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finishing away. i most
1: of my colleagues are as well. I had so much holiday to take because I've taken none Same. so do you know what fuck it I deserve it say <laughs> take it a week
0: and I think I get more holiday than you as well and I'm yep. yeah so I've got quite a few quite a few days I think I took off a load of Friday afternoons which is a great idea if anybody's got like, loads of holiday they need to use up and work doesn't like demand certain days off or whatever Friday afternoons just book a load of them off it's a great great idea
1: yeah just work part-time
0: exactly but yeah welcome this is Swapping Joysticks your home of LGBTQIA plus gaming and streaming content. With a bit of everything else in between, and uh, yeah, it's been quite a year for us. I think we started out. I mean, this isn't the end of your podcast. I was going to say, gonna what be, are you starting with? Well, we know it's been quite a year. We we started the year kind of streaming the podcast live on Twitch.
1: I know. Remember when we did that? Yeah, that was a mess.
0: It wasn't a mess, but it <laughs> wasn't. Uh, it was very much. I mean, the reason why I did it was because I changed it. Was it was kind of ruining my stream a little bit like the flow are you saying that this podcast
1: ruined your stream no but i would be did i ruin your stream
0: not you on your own oh. just the, the stuff we we're talking about no because but i used to be streaming a game and then be like okay i've got the podcast now which is a completely different change in pace and people who were everybody was there for like the game which people like they say oh no people are there for you not the game I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like that, but there are a lot of people that are like, hey, I want to watch this game. And if you start talking to somebody on there for a bit about whatever, they're like, oh, no, I want to go and disappear. So it was, it kind of like ruined the flow a little bit, but also I'd always wanted to do it kind of separately and then put it up as a podcast as well as a vodcast. I don't think people call that them, them that anymore, do they?
1: I hate that word. A I've vlog. never heard it and I don't like it. You never heard vodcast? No, oh. I don't like it.
0: That's true. Have you ever listened to a podcast before? No. I don't even listen to us. <laughs> yeah, I gotta <laughs> say, that's quite <laughs> impressive that you you never listen to podcasts, but you are in one. Oh, me you're, right, too. you're in two, yeah. yeah. Wow, and you've been guesting others as well, but you've never actually listened to one, no, except for the ones that you've been part of. Yes, of course, of course. Well, I always uh, go back and
1: listen. Of course, yeah, to check I didn't say anything stupid. Yeah, oh. apart from this one, when I say stupid things all the time. That's true.
0: But yeah, no. So that's that's been good. I, I've really enjoyed the change, and also like getting the end of year reviews from spotify like just spotify alone it popped up and was like 105 people are subscribed to you on spotify and i was like what <laughs> well should we talk actually should we do our wrap-ups go on then because as we're i guess we're
1: talking end of year mm. but not game of the year yeah game um, of the year.
0: but let's just very quickly before we do into our go into our wrap-ups our next podcast the next what the one next week will be the swapping joysticks awards which involve us talking about and giving out awards for various games, such as, in fact, we have the list here. Let me go and uh, quickly tell you what they are going to be. Um, We will have Hottest Mess, Most Disappointing Game, Best New IP, Catchiest Song, Best Boss Fight, Sexiest Voice, Best Old Game, Best Remaster, Best Community Streaming Game. Then there will be the Community Game of the Year, which uh, we'll be planning in the next... uh, week or so where everybody in the chat will be able to vote Mm. for their game of the year and then the following week will be our top 10 our game of the year special yes so the best community streaming game is kind of
1: like your favorite game as a community to watch and or stream yeah so it's it's like the the sort of the one that's most fun to stream as opposed to the community game of the year which is just collectively what your game of the year is
0: exactly yeah the Best community streaming game will be, like, for you... If you're a streamer, what's the best game that you've enjoyed streaming and you've had, like, the best experience streaming? And then for those that aren't streamers, what's the kind of game that you like watching? Yes. Is it Pallia? Is it whatever? Coral Island? Is it Party Animals? Is it Fortnite? Minecraft? Whatever. They get to choose. Nice. Brilliant. Um, But, yeah, that will all... So the best community streaming game will be... Yeah, I haven't actually worked out how that final vote... But I think... The chat, or like the, yeah, people in the chat will decide the, like the final three and then we decide what the winner is. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, we haven't quite decided on that one. But the other ones, we, we will decide um, the three and then just debate which one wins. So that's next week. That is next week. And then the week after is the Game of the Year podcast where we... Which is me and you hashing it out. Oh, yeah, on stream. Mm. Or not on stream, on uh, on camera. And they will be premieres. So both of them will go up as premieres on YouTube as opposed to the... What was the other thing? Rather than just like a straight upload. So because they're premieres, you'll be able to go in the chat and it obviously will be pre-recorded, but we'll be in the chat talking and other people hopefully will be as well. And YouTube have just released a thing where in streams you can give out a bundle of five memberships to people in the chat. Um, it, You don't get any money for it, but it's just like... You, you know you can give away i think it's 10 free per month but you do it in bundles of five so if you're in and you can do it in streams or in premieres so if you want like a it's the equivalent equivalent of like a twitch subscription if you want the equivalent of a youtube subscription which is called a membership then watch the premiere and at some point i will hand out five free ones and you'll be able to be use there a, or miss out you'll be able to use the emotes and you get a little badge and all this kind of stuff emotes i know it's like 2.99 at the moment but if You know, I'll give it away to five people. And with the amount of people that usually watch like premieres, just if you come along, I'm sure there'll be a good chance that you can get it.
1: Nice. Mm. Well, we'll talk a bit as we usually do about what we've been playing this week. But what have we been playing this year? What have we been playing this year? Wow. Oh. The wrap up.
0: Of course, yes. Wrap up, you're saying, (laughs) yes. I
1: was like, oh, I've lost it. Memory like a fish. Now, I don't, I did not take a screenshot of my Xbox one, which was silly, but I'm pretty sure my number one, was citizen sleeper oh uh, yeah which was from the very beginning of the year when i just played it solidly mm. um and loved it yeah uh hi-fi rush was also up there Mm-hmm. and i think persona 4 was up there for me which is because i wrote a piece on it which is one of my most read pieces of the year why because people trolled me <laughs> <laughs> But we won't go into that here. Yes. Um, what was your Xbox?
0: My Xbox, let me just I'm trying to find the images. The Xbox One. Um oh I goes. will say
1: Xbox is what I've played the least. And that's not because I don't like Xbox. You do. It's not because I'm a Sony pony. You pay the Xbox the Nintendo shell. It's
0: Xbox Tax Ed.
1: I just don't play it as much mm. because it doesn't have any good games
0: wow so no, my it's because i didn't
1: want to play starfield
0: <laughs> i don't actually know what my top oh i think i remember third was citizen sleeper was that third for you yeah ah. but it was like 28 hours and i'm pretty sure i didn't play for 28 hours i played it for a day well mine was also about that but we know we had exactly the same number of hours so it's weird maybe it counted it as our both. joint game it is our joint game for some reason but it's weird because it if, it would, if we'd both played it accidentally on the same account, then one of us would have had like 28 and the other one would have had zero. Mm. But we, the fact that we both had the same number of hours makes me think that maybe it counts it weirdly on the Xbox or something. Maybe. Anyway, my second game was a game that I have streamed quite a bit and I loved. City Skylines 2. Mm. Uh, I really, really liked that. And I know people are complaining. It's weird because I think the people that loved City Skylines 1 and like were really into it, they felt lots of things were missing in City Skylines two when that came out. Whereas for me, I didn't really play that much of the original, so going into the second, I was like, "This is great!" And yeah, there are bugs and stuff, and I'm just hoping that they'll iron those out because yeah, it's not perfect. But yeah, I liked it. I had really, really good thirty odd hours of it. Nice. Um, what was your second one? Wait, you, are you? You've already explained. I yours. Can't, Yeah, but I can't quite remember them. The old, my old number one game of the year or most played on Xbox was Starfield. Of course, it was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Nice. It was good. It'll be in my top 10, I imagine. Um, Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was fine. Um, I didn't hate it. It was just not as good as it expected. I mean, most disappointing game. Feel free to, uh, we'll maybe talk about it then. But it was disappointing from what you were maybe expecting and what the potential was and what they could have done better. But still had a decent time. I played played it to completion. If I finish a game. That means you liked it. It means I didn't hate it. Wow. Uh, There you go. There you go. I also Um, apparently played 228 hours on my Xbox this year. But that includes Xbox Game Pass, which would also include Disney's Dreamlight Valley, which I played a bit of as well. I guess that was fourth. And also uh, Flight Simulator, which I did a few um, flight sim, uh, jet streamer streams, interviewing people.
1: Um, Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So on Switch, I played 30 games. Okay. For a total of 360 hours. Yeah. And it only shows the top three. Um, in joint second for me, mm. this is weird that you it's got the joined. same. Okay. Weird that it's the same, with forty-five hours each, was Octopath Traveller two mm-hmm. and Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars I finished, Octopath Traveler Two I did not. But it's a very, very long game. Mm-hmm. And at some point I'd love to go back to it. And my number one most played this year which is absolutely no surprise mm. at 93 hours okay. is tears of the kingdom. Yeah. Which is absolutely no surprise to me whatsoever. Mm. But basically I, I, I'm an RPG nerd from You a- are. Yeah. Because I don't have, it doesn't have a list of everything else, but I know that the other games I've played, especially from the pictures across it, w- were the final fantasy picks remasters. I play quite a bit of C- yeah, C- Blade Chronicles. Pikmin four would have been up there. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was definitely an RPG year for me on Switch.
0: Yeah, I'm just um, gonna kind of stall for a second while I go and get mine because I don't have the exact hours. Um, and I'm interested oh, did you see. not save all the pictures? Not all of the pictures. No, uh. it's weird. Like I feel Spotify are still unmatched when it comes to like how decent their images. They and started like it. it. They started it, and they will finish it. Yeah. Um. So my Nintendo year in review: eighteen different games. Okay. 268 hours, Mm -hmm. Um, the most played, here we go, in third place with 38 hours, Pikmin 4, Mm. which I thought would win, in second place with 57 hours, Breath of the Wild, because I did a playthrough on stream at the beginning of this year, and I literally played from very, very beginning to completing every single shrine and Ganon, so yeah, that doesn't surprise me thinking about it. But my number one game was Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I believe, in fact, I'm very, very, I'm certain that this was because we went, I believe to see my parents or we were away somewhere. And my switch had, turn, had left itself on in the dock because people were going mm. like, why is you saying you're online? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm on holiday or I'm visiting my parents. And then I came back and I like, it was lit up in the dock. So for some reason it didn't turn off. And that is that's why your I have it, You've secretly why. been playing it, haven't you? I, I to be honest, if, if I was playing Animal Crossing, I think I'm past the point of kind of trying to shamefully hide that I play that game with well, my two thousand odd hours. Uh, but yeah, so Animal Crossing, most played month was June. So I think we might have seen my parents, or might have gone somewhere in June, or was it in bus, no, Barcelona was before then. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, so they were the they were my most played games. Yeah, my most my gaming trends: action, adventure. <laughs> so these are the five trends. Oh, hang on. Can I find mine? Yeah, just type in Nintendo in I Google and it'll probably come up. I've still got it open. So there's, in fifth place, strategy. Fourth place, RPG. Second, oh, I'll skip third for a second. In second, adventure. First, action. But yeah, the third one, socialise with characters.
1: Is that what Animal Crossing is? Apparently it is. So it's social- a socialise with characters game. Yeah. That like, well-known genre.
0: I like socialise with characters. But yeah, that was mine. And like, yeah, the other games that I played... um, were yeah, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was 20. Oh, that's actually fourth Tears of the Kingdom, 21 hours. There you go. Uh, 12 hours, Fire, Fire Emblem Engage, Final Fantasy Original was 12 because it counts them as separate games. Mm. Octopus Traveler 2, I've only played 10 hours of. Play um, more, it's good. Yeah, no, I will. I mean, I'm trying to finish Final Fantasy 7, but yeah, that's but no, that was quite an interesting one. April was my most played. But I guess that was when I was doing my uh, playthrough of um, Breath of the Wild. So, hmm, I guess,
1: in terms of gaming trends, I'm guessing Tears of the Kingdom counts as an action and adventure game. Mm. Because my number one gaming trend with 32% is action. Mm. And my number two with also 32% is adventure. And my number three with 25% is RPG. I've then got strategy at 5%. Classic games at four percent and shooting at two percent, which is probably because Metroid. I played Metroid.
0: Yeah, yes. Hmm. But yeah, um, what about your PlayStation? So that was Xbox and Nintendo. What about your PlayStation ones? I don't think I saved those. The top five I just saw.
1: Well, if you can only remember a couple, then say yeah. I can. Oh, here they are.
0: Yeah. So Spider Man.
1: Oh, sorry. Pikmin Four was my next at thirty-four hours. Hmm. My next was. Game Boy Advance, Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> of course. <laughs> At 24. Oh, that's because I did um, Minish Cap and also Metroid, um, the GBA one.
0: So, my. F- uh, yeah, Mario, I've got my top four here. In fourth place was Spider Man 2, mm-hmm. which I still haven't. F- yeah, it says. It says two, and I've got 26 hours. Okay. I don't know if I have. T- um. Yeah, no, that actually makes sense because I think I did like a five-hour stream to start with, and then I've restarted it and I've been doing mm-hmm. streams, and I think I'm about fifteen hours in some, Kind of, um, in third place was Diablo, which I wanted to finish. I didn't particularly like it, but I wanted to finish it. I remember sending the sending that picture, or I think Bailey respi- uh, responded to the my Instagram post with it on, and was like, "Oh my god, you loved it as well." And I was like, "No, mm, nope. <laughs> sorry, I didn't." Well, I can I could beat you in a second, but uh, yeah. Uh, in second place, Final Fantasy sixteen with 66 hours. Um, and I still haven't platinum date. it. In fact, that's going to be a, a task. At, uh, probably early in the new year, I'm going to try and finish that. Yeah, uh, I'll get the Platinum anyway. And then my number one game with 114 hours with zero trophies that I've earned all year, despite getting 114 hours in, Final Fantasy 14. Oh. Um, but the, the MMO, because that's where I play it now. And that's true. But it's quite interesting. Yeah, zero trophies and and it's weird because it comes up on my uh PlayStation PS5 like list. It goes up as Final Fantasy Fourteen Online starter edition. And I showed our friend Luke, who until today has announced uh, you know, works for Final Fantasy Fourteen, uh for the 14 team in on Square Enix, was like, we we can maybe, you know, should get a bit better than the starter edition, you know, if you want <laughs> That's a lot of hours for just the starter edition, but obviously I've been playing. Endwalker, but for some reason that's just what it lists out the original one i bought must have been the starter edition and yeah that's (laughs) a bit embarrassing but anyway go on then tell us your playstation ones so um yeah i haven't saved everything i've
1: only got the one screenshot the top five so 32 hours is spider-man 2 Mm -hmm. so you don't have too much longer because i got the platinum so you don't have too much longer Uh,
0: but i've mm,
1: i mean we'll talk maybe in a minute about spider-man 36 hours is bloodborne Yes. Which I streamed a lot of yeah. for a lot of this year. So Bloodborne's mm. up there. My number three is Liza P. Wow. Well, 40 a... hours. Great game. Which I'm surprised I played more of that than I did Bloodborne. Mm. Um, But actually...
0: No, you've done more streams of Liza P than Bloodborne, definitely.
1: Yeah, I guess I did.
0: And you'll have played a bit off stream as well.
1: My number two game at 49 hours which was 49 hours of hell literally and figuratively is Diablo four, which I did not enjoy. I I enjoyed maybe 48 hours of that. Um, Well, I mean, I'm being facetious. I just didn't like Diablo that much. I played it because it was a big game to play and we wrote loads of news on it. And I thought Mm. I should be on top of this game. So I should make an effort to play through it and finish it. And it was such a slog. It was literally like a drug. Like, I'm yeah. not enjoying this, but I feel compelled to play it, even That's though I know I it's like... not very good, but I'm going to play it anyway. And yeah. I just kept going. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself?
0: I was a little bit like that as well, weirdly, because I, um, yeah, I finished it. And I don't normally finish games, but I, because I was just telling you about Starfield, like I wanted to, yeah. but Starfield, I was interested in the story and I wanted to see where the story went. I have absolutely no idea what the story was in Diablo.
1: Kill Lilith. That's as
0: yeah. far as I got. Yeah, and I killed her.
1: <laughs> and people said to me like, oh yeah, the final act's really good, isn't it? And I'm like, what the fuck happened in the final act? It was a rush to just get through it and kill Lilith and be like, spoiler, she's the final boss. Um, oh. Kill Lilith. I mean, that's obvious. Kill, kill Mother. And then mother. and and then the game ends. I was like, great, I'm, I'm free. And Never they were like, again. And
0: they're like, oh, then there's the new season coming out and you can play. And I'm like, no, no, I don't care about playing no. that ever again.
1: I've got absolutely no interest in that. Oh, no,
0: the reason why I finished it, I remember, was because I paid full price for it, including I've got like the deluxe one. You did, yes. Stupidly. That was silly. But you know, so every, now and again, every now and again, it's nice to buy a game.
1: Sure. So that was 49 hours, but a number 1 for me with 99 hours, Hogwarts Legacy. No. <laughs> uh no surprise there, Final Fantasy 16. Really? No, I'm, right. Ben, Who would have thought?
0: Ben Star's Final Fantasy 16. Ben
1: Star in Star <laughs> Ben Star stars in Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Uh 99 hours. Yeah, that is my most played game of Hang on, that was more than Zelda, wasn't it? Cuz Zelda was 93 hours. Mm. Hmm. so who would have thought that zelda and final fantasy my favorite series oh yeah mine I
0: played them both the most Final Fantasy 14 would have been my most played game then 100 over 100 hours yeah so i don't think there was any steam doesn't do one does it sadly not Ah, uh, sadly, sadly not maybe they do but we haven't seen it but cool well, that was a well, fun speaking year
1: speaking of final fantasy 16 we should talk about what we've played this week oh okay. and I... I
0: was about to say, speaking of Spider-Man, we should as well. So well, start with, well, we'll start with 116. Just before we go into that, can we address the elephant in the room? Which is what? I got the camera fixed, so we both have the same skin colour. Do we? Or the realistic skin colour, anyway. I, I was going like, to say, say I'm paler. definitely pale as hell. You are. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just, oh, it's been a... I'm not going to bore you, but going into camera settings... Okay,
1: that's enough. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us about Final Fantasy 16 because what happened with Final Fantasy 16? Well, because it's the Game Awards. The Game we, Awards
1: were last week, which, which we did obviously th- we have already talked about, and you should go back and listen to it if you haven't already. And a lot Well, people did,
0: thank you very much. Yes, thank you for listening.
1: Um, announced at the Game Awards was two pieces of DLC for Final Fantasy 16, the first of which went live immediately. What? Um, called dropped Echoes of the Fallen. And that's what I played this week. Is it a destiny
0: 2 tie-in? No, it's not. Okay. Because the Fallen are an enemy race in there. Sure. They're also an ancient race in 16.
1: Um, So the second piece is Tides, the Rising Tide, I think it's called, um, which is, as the name suggests, about Leviathan, who is the water icon. And there's a terrifying looking um, King... King thingy with a knife, Tombury. Oh. Oh. Which looks terrifying. Yeah. They have no, that in I the trailer, and I was like, did. I don't wish to see a realistic looking Tombury. <laughs> is
0: that the second one? Then, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's coming. Um, so, the second one I think will be a lot more substantial. It's apparently going to be really difficult, which is good. I'm hopeful that they might add in some new powers for Leviathan. So, we'll have a new moveset. I think that'll be really cool. Um, but before then, we've got Echoes of the Fallen. It is very short it's about two hours Hmm. so it's not very long i actually don't want to talk about it too much because i know you want to play it and have
0: yeah and i don't know if i'll play it anytime soon because i kind of want to do final fantasy 16 final fantasy mode which is the expert whatever difficulty and then do it at the end of that
1: yes so i will tell you how to get into it which is that you have to be basically at the end game so just before you have to unlock the final mission to get to it
0: but then when you finish that game it sends you back to like before the final mission so you can finish it you don't need to like go back to a previous save like you can go back to a completed game so you can you can
1: continue your save file however there are two specific side quests that you have to have completed
0: should complete them all anyway and
1: well you should complete them all because they're good and these two specifically are probably two of the better ones because they are very much story related um i won't say what they are but just do all the side quests basically yeah Um, so you have to have done that now annoyingly i had a bit of a thing of which save file do i do this on because i've already got the platinum which means that i've basically finished it twice and the first one was standard difficulty and i did all the side quests and did everything and then i did a final fantasy mode playthrough where i just did the story and didn't do the side quests Mm. and it turns out obviously with the dlc there are trophies and there is a trophy which i did not realize because i stupidly didn't look until the very end there is a trophy for completing the dlc on final fantasy mode uh. so i now wish that i had done it on final fantasy mode to get that trophy but i hadn't done the necessary side quests on that playthrough which is why i chose the base game so i did it on the sort of easier difficulty which was fine um but i sort of wish i'd Done it on Fan Fancy Apparently,
0: like the max level has increased to something like 110.
1: Yeah, something like that. I it's think like I was only at like 70 something, maybe mm. by finishing it, maybe 70, 80. Um, so it's not it's not a very long DLC. Um, there's not a huge amount to it. I get the impression it might have been maybe some content that was cut, um, but they've now fleshed out into a mm. thing. Um, so it's kind of just like a one extra quest. It's a nice extra. Um I will say one thing, which is that it goes behind that door. Oh,
0: the door, the Hobbit door. Yes. Nice.
1: Um, if you haven't played it, essentially there is a locked door in the game that you see quite early on. And it never unlocks throughout the whole game. And you're like, why is that there? Mm. And now we know. Which, And that's why I think it's cut content. Because yeah. I think they might have had it in there from the beginning and thought, eh, maybe not.
0: Let's put it in DLC. Well,
1: not even DLC. Because originally they said this is a one-off game. It's complete. No DLC. And because it was popular, they've changed their mind. So that's oh, why I think I'm thinking. About, you think it's
0: been added quite or It's been created quite late. They weren't planning it until. No, no,
1: no. I, I don't. Well, well. this I mean, is we, what they said. We spoke but... to
0: Ben, didn't we? We actually asked Ben on the podcast. Did we? And we were like, hey, is there any <laughs> DLC? And he's like, well, I don't know. I haven't been asked. They've not told me. Yeah. So he's like, well, so... I've not recorded anything. And I either he was lying, which he could have been. <laughs> been. I and mean, obviously, he'll have been under NDA, so he'll have had to say that. Yeah. Or whether he didn't know and he was about to record but that's
1: why i think maybe this was part of it and they decided this isn't necessary let's cut it and then Mm. they've now decided we need some dlc do you know what let's rework that i'm sure they've added to it and changed it um so it's not just a dump of cut content but
0: But you're hoping their second dlc is going to be a bit longer i think it will be
1: longer more substantial Mm. um if it's like maybe 10 hours or so i'm like that's a nice chunk of sort of story
0: that's that's spider-man's life yeah
1: that would be great so um, I'm hopeful for that. So, yeah, that was, that was the DLC. I don't want to say too much. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mind-blowing. But it's a nice little sort of extra for people who've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much looking forward to the next part more, basically.
0: Great. Right. I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah.
1: Um, there's another game I played this week that, funny enough, is also Final Fantasy. <laughs> nerd. Because I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm very much in a Final Fantasy mood but also when am i not but also i very much am because of that dlc and um with seven coming out or rebirth coming out i'm like right i need to play through the original again and i want to get back into 14 i've got that on playstation now i want to play with a controller mm. um i need help by the way if people have good controller setups for a white mage yeah tell me. <laughs> i need to know mm-hmm. um so I'm just in a Final Fantasy mood, but I have been playing the Pixel remasters. So the, I played Final Fantasy 1 a few months back. Same, I think yeah. I talked about we it. We both did, it, yeah. Which was good. It was a nice intro to the series. I think it's very dated. And I think it's quite basic.
0: Yeah, but it's like one of the first kinds, really. So it sets yeah. a lot of things up that they still use today. It is understandable. understandably it's basic. The first but... and the latest in the space of a few months.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've now played Final Fantasy 2. Now, this seems to be quite derided, I think, generally, um, in the community, generally, because it's just... I think the main reason is because of its levelling system that is a bit strange, and Mm. it was never repeated. Well, it was repeated in spin-offs and another series from Square Enix, but it was never repeated in Final Fantasy. And that, basically, is that the more you do an action, the more experience you get, Mm. which, theoretically... Excuse me. Makes Makes total sense. Like the more you attack, the stronger your attack gets. Fine. Hmm. And then there are things like um, if you equip a shield, it boosts your evasion. And so the more you evade, it increases your evasion. So you want to make sure that all of your characters have a shield to make sure they can evade. And the more you get hit, the more that increases your HP. So your health. Hmm. Which basically means you can exploit it by hitting yourself.
0: It's about the the, the opposite of... Dark Souls, then Dark Souls Two, where you get yes. a hit and your life goes permanently down. Yeah, yeah,
1: mm. um, semi permanently. Um, yeah, so this you can basically like hit yourself to do damage and then increase your HP. So you can basically the system is very exploitable, and I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, it's it's a bit weird, it's not very good. I love that.
0: Makes sense. I really
1: liked it because for me it reminds me a bit of Eight.
0: I was about to say eight's got the next exploitative. Because
1: eight has an exploitative system with the junction system, which very early on you can just draw tons of magic and junction it and boost your stats massively. And and once you, the, I like that process because it makes me feel like okay, I understand how this system works, so therefore I'm going to exploit it for my own gain, and that makes me feel good about understanding the game. So. I actually like that in 8. That's one of the reasons I really like 8. A lot of people don't like the junction system. I love it. And I really enjoyed this leveling up system in in 2 as well. Um, 2 also felt like a big step on from 1 in terms of storytelling. Okay. 1 is very much like you have to save the princess and you have to defeat the four elemental thing. I'm like, wow, this is such basic fantasy nonsense.
0: I mean, you literally just explained Zelda, but sure.
1: (gasps) Yeah, but you don't play Zelda for the story. Well, you do, you, but also you don't. Um, anyway, whereas Final Fantasy 2, I won't say what happens, but it doesn't feel that... I mean, it's a simple story because it's an old game, but it feels like it's a step on from the first game a little bit. Um, it introduces some series series staples like Sid. It's the first game with Sid in it. Mm-hmm. It's the first game with Chocobo in it. Um, yeah. It's also... I can't remember if there's an airship in the first game.
0: Uh, there is. There is. Um, is it? Yes, yeah, because you get it in the desert. Or is it a balloon or something like? That? I think it's in the desert.
1: I was trying to remember. It's right in the middle of the desert. This, you get one. This is very much based around airships, hence Sid, because mm. Sid is the pilot. Um, there's also quite a lot of deaths in it.
0: Don't spoil it. I'm going to play. This is my next one after seven. Okay, because I'm going to eventually go through them all. I won't say any more than that. But it's yeah.
1: just—it's it, a very dramatic story. Mm. There's an evil empire. It feels mm. like a very final fantasy story.
0: I thought three was derided the most because it was really boring. People said yeah three's a bit shit have you played it
1: well i played the ds remake of three mm. which i think counts i think um, i played
0: the mobile version of it but a long time ago when phones weren't that good
1: mm, or maybe even a ds version I don't i've know. also played the ds version of 4 but i've also played a bit of the original 4 so that also counts i feel like i have um,
0: it on my phone because i technically bought it on apple a long 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 time ago so i wonder if i type in final fantasy because now i'm back with apple is there well actually there's a million things on here isn't there but i'm sure that i'm sure i definitely have one on here but you keep talking i'll find mm. it
1: so basically two i really enjoyed i think it is a bit weird um but to be honest all the final fantasy games are weird and that's what really sticks out to me is when people say like you know, what is Final Fantasy and, you know, 16 isn't Final Fantasy enough or whatever, because it's kind of experimental and changing things. But literally look at the difference between Final Fantasy 1 and 2, which came out a year apart. And they made so many changes and were willing to change up the formula and mix things up um, between literally just the first two games. And then that has continued throughout the series. So, yeah, there are certain things like the active time battle system, which they created and used for a few games. Fine. And, yes, the first 10 are all turn-based. Yeah. But they were willing to experiment and change things up. And that is very clear, literally just from the second game. Yeah. So, generally, I've had a really good time playing it. I did play it with some of the boosts, um, which... The main reason for it is because you can turn How off encounters. Thank you. Is because you can turn off encounters, and that is the one of the most annoying things about mm. the early games. Is the the encounter rate Same is
0: seven. very high. Yeah. It's not that high. No, seven. Seven. I only turned off encounters if I needed to go somewhere to quickly check something and then run back. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's over there. Is not what I need to do, but I turned it off. He ran up. So no, it's not up here. And yeah. then ran back down again, just so I didn't have like seven fights on the way there and back. Yeah.
1: So you can turn off encounters, which I basically did in the dungeons, mm. so that I could run around, explore the dungeons, because otherwise it's like you're trying to work your way around like a maze and every two steps there's a battle. You it's don't need so to annoying. justify
0: Those games were like longer because they had those yeah. in there.
1: So the last thing, I did this in about five, six hours. It was very short. Um, but turn off encounters in dungeons and then put experience points to like double so that then when you do do a battle, because there are certain ones that you're forced to do, you're getting extra experience from it to sort of balance out the fact that I was doing those yeah. battles. So I sort of created my own balance version of the game, basically, yeah. which which I really like that you can do and, and have a lovely time. So yeah, that was Final Fantasy 2. I really enjoyed it, generally. Good. So I, the next one for me is five.
0: Oh, okay. You're not going to do three and four if you've already done well, that.
1: I've, well, I've already played the DS versions. I might go back at some point, but the next one for me is five, which I have never even touched.
0: I've heard very good things about five. I've
1: also heard good things,
0: and then six and I just think bloat that it's like
1: four and six are like the ones that people love, and five is the kind of misfit, which sort of gives me like you. seven, eight, nine vibes of like people love seven and nine, and people and eight is the misfit in the middle. It's a bit weird, mm. so I'm like maybe I'm gonna like five. And I heard from Simon Um who said to me that if you like exploitative experimental stuff in Final Fantasy you'll love five. Now, I know nothing about five in the battle system and what the changes are, but I'm now very excited to play it. Mm. So that's next. And once that's done, I will have played all of the mainline games except 11.
0: We can play a little bit of 11 together one day just to say we've played it.
1: Just to, just to tick it off. I'm like, mm. I'm playing 14. That's enough MMO for me. I can't take yeah. on another one. So I'm happy to skip 11. Um, mm. But yeah, that will be the last single player released.
0: Very good. Very, very good. What have you been playing? I have been playing, I've been playing a bit on my portal, Um, and I've mainly been playing Spider-Man 2. Hang on, you bought
1: a gadget and you're actually using it? Yeah, because you use the TV all the time, so I have to sit. Yeah, I
0: do. I'm like, so we'll we'll be sitting watching some TV, we'll finish our dinner, and you'll go, (sighs) I'm like, do you want to play some Zelda? You're like, yeah. Okay, well, I'll go in the living room, I'll go in the bedroom then with the portal, that's fine. So, I go and trudge off into the portal on my own in the cold bedroom and go and play. There's a
1: heated blanket in there. Turn it on. I always
0: forget to turn it on, actually. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that's the problem. So, yeah, now I've been in there and, uh, yeah, it's it's really good on the PlayStation port. This is Spider Man 2. I feel like like the portal is a great piece of kit and I'm growing to like it even more because there is the world's. There is a slight, slight, slight delay. But, like I said, it's the. it's. I think your old TV had a bigger delay to it than this did. So, it's not too noticeable and like the more i play it the more i'm just completely used to it i do think though the portal might suit a less kind of fast-paced game Mm -hmm. because as i'm playing 60 fps kind of whizzing around like yeah flying through the town flying through new york city and spinning around corners and like there's just so much data being sent to the portal that every now and again it does kind of lose a bit of its uh like clarity and when you go and then play it on our 55 inch lg oled with you know mac- don't show off to the listeners well i am it cost me a bloody fortune it did cost you long, um so when i go and play on that i'm like oh wow yeah this is a completely different experience but the portal is a good second fit you know fiddle for when i'm when you're playing it uh when you're playing on the tv so yeah it's fine but i think yeah it other games might be a little bit more suitable for that um
1: i think if i was playing a sort of smaller indie game maybe on like ps plus or something yeah then i'd be tempted to say you know what i'll you can have the tv and i'll give the portal a go um but if i'm playing something like final fantasy 16 or i don't know alan wake that you're like i want this to look good on a Mm. tv then i'd rather play on a tv than a Portal.
0: i'd rather play on a tv but like playing on the portal if i was like Final fantasy 16 i'm fine with doing that second playthrough on the portal yeah, i'm through or fair. fifa for example if i wanted to play some fifa i'd play it on there because it's just kind of mindless go left and right and kick fifa yeah and also it's not a lot of action moving around Baldur's gate i bet would be a good one what on there. in the
1: straightness is that oh he gets plays hot footballers
0: <laughs> i love playing as fuckable characters um so yeah i will be i'll be using the portal a fair bit i'm sure um although are there any games coming out on playstation that you're gonna be hogging the tv for was mainly Zelda, but you can do handheld on Zelda. Well, you should play in that. Rebuilt in February. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, I'm
1: 100 playing on the
0: TV. Thank you very much. That's fine. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. Um, you know, as long as it influence how you uh, how you feel about it. If it's on a massive OLED, that's going to help yeah, you. You know,
1: improve. when it's when that's a game I've been looking forward to for years. I want the best possible experience to play it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well yeah, Spider-Man anyway. Um I'm I'm not sure exactly how far I am through it. You don't need to tell me, but I'm, I'm currently whizzing through it. I've been doing a playthrough, a let's play on YouTube. If you're interested and you want to watch it, it's uh, it's on my YouTube channel. you probably if you subscribe, you've probably been bombarded with those videos because they go out every Wednesday and Saturday at one PM UK time. So go get the plug-in. Plug and we'll always love the plug-in. And then so yeah, I've been playing like about an hour and a half at a time recording, although I've been recording a couple Uh, each time so i've been kind of sticking to the main story on there but i've been doing the not the side missions but i've been doing the kind of tick off box ticking things like the the side stuff the collectibles the um oh what's his name prowler's stash the chasing birds that kind of stuff you know collecting spider bots destroying some crystals i
1: hate those spider bots yeah they're the worst
0: I've caught most of them, I think, but I'll probably have to use a guide for the final ones. But I've been, yeah, just going around and doing that um, on the portal, which has been fine because I've just leveled up a load. I'm like level, God, what am I now? 39, I think. So, and I think the max level is 60 and you need to get to 60 for the platinum. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm sure, but like... It's easily done. Yeah, when you're doing the main missions as well, you're getting loads of XP. So yeah, I've been doing that, um, but the actual story itself, I've been pretty gripped with it's yeah so i do you want to say what's
1: happened in your most recent episode
0: um i will be kind of i won't spoil it because there'll be people that maybe want to play it or mm-hmm. they might not have seen the latest episode or two on the let's play series but i've been so i mean you've seen the trailer you've seen the picture of it you know you there's the venom there's the the black suit the symbi- symbiote 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 uh, suit that you have and yeah that has been slightly like taking over me a little bit uh and influencing me so that's that's as far as i got however the last episode i did i so there's quite a lot of like side missions obviously you're playing as miles or you're playing as um Peter. peter but there are other characters that you sometimes play as you play as mj and those missions bug me the shit out they are.
1: They bug me the shit out. Yeah, they're
0: really annoying.
1: I don't know if that was an English sentence.
0: I'm not an English teacher anymore. It Doesn't matter. This is true. Uh, so that you have to. It's all stealth. It's pure stealth. You can use your taser, but if you get seen, boom, boom, you're dead. So it's pretty much yeah. You you can use your taser to take people out, or you can use something to distract them. Uh, you can chuck a stone. Uh, I've even got some uh, another device now, but it's not the world's best. But anyway, like. It's all about stealth. And at the moment, I've had a few of these missions quite close together. And I'm like, i don't need any more. Thank you. So hopefully the
1: MJ ones I was not a massive fan of. But I will say they are better in this one than in the first game. When she has mm. nothing apart from like throwing a pebble. At least she's yeah. got a taser this time.
0: That's true. But I think there were very few in the first one. Yeah. The, it reminded me a little bit. Because it's a kind of dark and you're hiding from all these people that are hunting you. It's very Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So the actual the, the setup of it and even the imagery, like sometimes because there's all these people like with kind of camouflage and that kind of, you know, we're a, we're hunting with our crossbows and stuff. It's very, very, yeah, last of us. And you're like kind of sneaking around trying not to to be seen. Um, but like with a, a lot fewer abilities and less kind of, yeah, options of what to do. Mm-hmm. it's is pretty much you have to go there. Then you're going to have to go there. It's very linear. Yeah even though it's a massive open world. So, yeah, you can't really approach those in whatever way you want. And I feel like that's the same with a lot of the things in Spider-Man 2. The way that you complete missions, the way you complete this side stuff, it's all done the same way. Except for maybe when you're clearing out bases. I mean, you can either attack or stealth. But they're like the only two options. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's fine. Like, what you're playing is great fun. I love that they are like, hey, in this spider-man 2 you can use web wings and you can get around really quickly by like riding these air currents here are loads of side missions or here are loads of other kinds of quests where you have to use that yeah um whether it's the collectibles for the birds you must use the web wings the entire time or whether it's chasing a giant lizard where you must use the web wings to get around and, and chase them so yeah they are very much here are all the different mechanics and we're going to give you a lot of ways to to practice them which i enjoy so yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. But yeah, the one so one of the side missions it kind of forces you to do, we're talking about side people that you play as, is you play as Haley, who is a graffiti artist and she's in she's in Miles Morales. I don't think she's in the original game, is she? No,
1: no, no. She was introduced in, in Miles Morales. Yeah.
0: And she is a deaf girl, uh, who Miles, because Miles can sign, so he can he speaks with her.
1: She's basically like his his mate from school.
0: Yeah. Who's becoming a bit of a Mary Jane. Well... But Anybody I haven't else. got anywhere with that. But to playing as her, so yeah, you have to go and you help somebody and then you realize that she's helped in this, well, she's in in this quest at some point. And what happens is you then have to kind of relive what has happened in that quest that you found the, you know, what's happened. I'll re- rephrase that. You get somewhere and something has happened and then you kind of go back in time to see what has happened, but you're playing as her. And as she is yeah. deaf, you, there's no sound. Yeah, it's all muffled. And it's all kind of... Yes, because obviously people are deaf, but there's different levels of deafness. and yeah. So she has very, very, very limited hearing. Yeah. Um, so there's a tiny kind of muffle, but it's mainly... Well, you interact through kind of looking at people's emotions and texting and various other ways. I'm not going to explain too much, but I don't know, just a really magical moment in the game when I'm like, oh, wow, I get what they're doing here. They're putting you in the... You know, they're putting you in the the place of that person. And it reminded me a little bit of Strictly Come Dancing. So in Strictly, there is there was a uh, person who won it last year. Was it won it last year? No, the year before. Two, two, years, two years ago. ago. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't see her when we were there last year. So, yeah, two years ago, she won and she was a deaf girl. Rosie? No. I cannot remember her name. No. But yeah. Um, And she was, she was fantastic. But in one of the songs, they turn the music off. Or like the music just stops... For about 15 seconds, and they continue dancing, and it's like this is what she feels. She's there feeling the rhythm, and she kind of, she has to kind of base it on just like visual rhythm rather than necessarily listening to a, to music. Yeah. Um, and that being like when the studio just was completely silent while everybody was listening, it was just really symphony. Yeah, it was really good, and just that was kind of emotional. And now this one was as well. It was, it's great when. Games do that and put you in the place of somebody or put you in the shoes of somebody whose experience you may never experience for good or for bad. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really special.
1: That is the power of video games. It is. They can make you, you know, put you put you in the place of somebody else and you have to actually live through it. And people say Starfield's a better game.
0: Fuck off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Um, <laughs> as we're talking about that, I would like to give a quick shout out to Lady V who is my mm. colleague at Eurogamer um, and also a friend of the channel who has interviewed um the actress who plays Hayley and she she was raving about this interview because they had a sign interpreter um I was with the interview. How so it was works. done over zoom okay. but there was a signer who was there doing um, the app was uh, sort of listening to the signing and and, and speaking and interpreting. That's it. not time really. um, line. I know. I'm sorry. I was just gesticulating. <laughs> um, so Could you do that anyway <laughs> when you as, I, as yeah. I talk. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it was speaking to the actress um, who is deaf um, and was signing, and then there was an interpreter helping. Um, and and Lady V was was raving about this interview and how cool it was that she had that experience. And that's now gone live. And uh, yes. it's a really really good interview and it's really interesting talking about things like dialects in sign language so the fact that there are different dialects between like the black community in america mm. has its own dialect of sign language and even that is regional whether it's east or west coast yeah. and southern and and it's like the way that they come up with like an accent for her through the use of sign language and stuff like mm. it's just really clever so I res- go, I read, go b- read that
0: yeah read it i've read a bit of it i quickly skimmed it i saw there was one bit about a dog cocking its leg up uh with excitement or something like that or it's a yeah it's a good read it is Don't a very good it read it i'll post the link in the in the uh in the youtube uh, description so nice you can check it there all right but other than that um i mean gubbins we're still playing gubbins very frustrated
1: with gubbins this evening
0: what uh are... do you explain quickly what gu- gubbins is it's a word game you put letters up
1: and you make words yeah um but there are gubbins which are like evil tiles that get in your way and they keep coming up in the most annoying places for me and getting buried
0: yeah anyway that is it um other than i don't really know i don't think i've been playing anything else maybe it'll no i haven't played i haven't gone back to seven yet you will I, oh, yeah. You will. Over- oh, in That's fact, your Christmas game. the next time we talk about a game, like when we do what in we've been playing in January, hopefully I'll have been playing a lot more of that. Good. Nice. So what have, Let's what have see. the listeners been playing?
1: What have you lot been playing? So we start off with Chaddy, <laughs> who says, after a few recommendations, I decided to start checking some of them out. Thanks. They were they were recommendations by Astro. Really Thank you for listening. Um I played through Astro's Playroom on the PS5, which showcases what the controller can do. A fun little platformer utilizing all the features of the controller. Pretty fun game that only took me a few hours to complete. Um, do you know what I was thinking? That's a game I would love to like wipe my memory of and then play again. Because I had so much joy of what's going to happen next in this controller when I'm holding it and what else is mm. in this game. Also, the GPU song is an absolute banger.
0: There's lots of good... Like, the Platinum in that is fun. Even the Time Trial one. Yeah, Such a mm. good song. Even, like, the Time Trial ones where you had to get to the end in a... You know, you had to get a bronze medal in finishing the level in, like, a specific time. Yeah, yeah. Like, there were a couple that were frustrating, but by the end of it, like, this is great fun. It's such a good game. It really, really is. It's, and it's bundled with every it literally PS5. Comes with it comes with
1: your PS5. Like, just download it and give it a go. Like, it's amazing.
0: It should... I don't... Is it... Do you have to download it or is it already installed? No, I think you
1: have to download it
0: because it feels like one of those games that you like maybe you should get I mean. and it should pop up and be like, "Hey, here is Astro's Playroom. It's a great demo of what your PS5 can do. Play I mean, it now, and it you was should do."
1: Three years ago that I got my PS5. Yeah, whenever it came out, so I don't quite remember if it was already pre-installed or not. I can't remember.
0: I mean, I had Astro's Play Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls. Yep. And Spider Man, I think Miles Morales was that a launch PS? It was yes. Yes, yeah, so I had that bundled with Spider Man One, the uh,
1: remastered one. Which so I've still I got. had Astro, and then I got Demon Souls, and then pretty soon after that, I got Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
0: Did you get? Um, yeah. Did you get Bug Snacks? I think that was very early on, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was a download. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was on. PS Plus. Yeah, Yeah.
0: That was quite early Nice,
1: um, Chaddy I also downloaded Dream Daddy A Dad Dating Simulator on the similar. Switch. After finding it From a chat in Ed's stream Not got too far with this But it's got a lovely art style uh, And I'm enjoying the dynamics Of the characters so far Although which dad I will choose I have no idea That was a very amusing moment In my stream When Chaddy was going Through the eShop And was like Oh my god Dream Daddy This looks ridiculous And I was like No 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 Genuinely you should play that It's a really good game <laughs> And everyone was like No it's actually really good like, seriously. If you
0: like those kind of games.
1: It's it's a silly little simulator love game. I liked it. Good. Um, Shretles says, I deleted Ryan... That's wow. partner. I deleted Ryan's Animal Crossing island on his OLED.
0: I hope he knows.
1: Yeah, I hope he agreed to that. Wow. Um, and started a new one. And the first villager I invited to the island was Lily. I used to have Lily. Who's Lily?
0: Uh, she is a blue frog. And I left i think uh bay took her
1: oh uh, and then i built a house for her forgetting that each house is for a specific personality type and ended up getting stuck with broccolo oh that's the i mouse. like broccolo broccolo's cute i had i had broccolo
0: I like broccolo it's a bit annoying
1: mm. i wanted punchy as my lazy
0: for those that don't know about animal crossing and be like <laughs> what that i wanted punchy for my lazy what <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you don't know anything about Animal Crossing, you should play it immediately because it is I the mean, best game ever made. Mm. No. Better than Breath of the Wild.
1: You wash your mouth out, young man. I played a lot more of that. 2,000 Just hours. Just because you played more of it doesn't make it better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Debs, it's been mainly DDV for me. Which is Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, I was quite surprised how much the DLC had. I'm not trying to rush through it and I'm just playing the game for an hour or two each day. That way I don't get burned out with all there is to do. I also have not experienced any of the bugs that people were complaining about at the launch. Mm -hmm. Didn't know there were were that many bugs. Um, I also picked up extremely powerful Capybaras, which is your basic roguelike game. Pick a Capybara fighting style, kill all the little enemies, become stronger, and then kill the boss at the end. Love the little cartoony art style of the game. <sighs> uh, Mr. Millhill, I've been playing Lethal Company this week and, have, uh, and having tons and tons of fun.
0: Now, what is that game? Because I've seen it.
1: Now, this is, I actually don't know that much and I should because it's this, basically, it's like the most popular game of the moment right now. It's gone viral. It's uh. like, it's everywhere. Even more than the day before. Yes. Um, It reminds me a lot of Among Us and Phasmophobia when they hit their peak in COVID. It has a ton of comedic value, it's terrifying, and all runs go differently. Basically, you are working for Mm. the company, trying to find scrap metal and items from abandoned facilities on different moons. Each facility has lots of abandoned items, but also weird creatures, machines, and defenses that make your life difficult. Sometimes you just hear your team member scream in the distance, then silence, and then footsteps coming your way. It's wonderful, it's scary, it's comedy gold.
0: I'm good. Scary. I'm not, I'm not fine. For not for me. Phasmophobia was enough. Yeah, that's not scary. I was just thinking because uh, there's all these games that are out on Game Pass. How would it? How good it be if Microsoft released kind of like a streaming-based kind of PlayStation Portal-esque?
1: If they released what, like an Xbox.
0: If they released like a PlayStation Portal-style Xbox One, but it had kind of streaming, cloud streaming capabilities, and kind of every game that you play on Game that you've got on Game Pass, you can play on that. I know that they, you can download Game Pass on the Rogue Nexus or whatever it's called. Well, they've Nexus got, they've got cloud,
1: cloud streaming games already on Game Pass. And yeah. you can stream them to, like, anything.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but imagine... It's just
1: if, not a dedicated machine. Yeah,
0: imagine if it. Xbox released their own version of one of those. And they're like, hey, you can play any Game Pass game on this. And I think you can on, the, like, the Rogue Nexus ally and all these other the Logitech versions. It's much more open than PlayStation is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones, but I just—I wondered if I just thought, just had a random thought that like if Xbox like sold one of those, and they were like, hey, you can actually stream games it's a from new it. Gadget,
1: so Ben would buy it.
0: Of course, I would. Well, I think a lot of people would, especially because that's the one thing that the PlayStation Portal doesn't do. You can't stream games directly from the cloud. You have to do it from a PlayStation Five. Whereas a oh, I see. streamable. But what you were saying is
1: that was literally just a streamable thing. It's yeah, like its, if... own, it's it's a play it's a Microsoft Xbox
0: handheld. Kind of, but it's all streamed. Or you can stream it directly from your uh, from your Xbox if you want like better quality or whatever. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. There you go, Mr. Um, Spencer. You can uh, have that for free. Sure. But he's too
1: busy playing video games and not doing any work. He is. He's, he's, honestly, his recap of the year, I'm like, his I'm kids sorry. Play his, his, he's got you're his... a CEO. When are you working? Because you're spending all your time playing video games. And I appreciate that's obviously part of your job to know these things. But also, when are you working?
0: But also, is it him playing it? Does he have kids at home? No,
1: he's hit level 100 in Diablo 4. That's like hundreds of hours alone.
0: I wish I was a CEO and didn't have to do anything. Right? Mm. Anyway. Speaking of which, Bobby Kotick's going to be become the CEO of West Ham United. Well, he's going to buy a bit of it, which is ridiculous. Sorry, West Ham.
1: Uh, last up, Mr. Wibble. After a very long day of doing work things, is that what you call it? Uh, and thinking Getting I may be out of it. words... But I've been continuing Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Wonder. Um, And as a first Mario game, it's an absolute blast. It's tempting to try to 100% each world, but for now, I'll just try to finish the game. I've also been playing SteamWorld Build, which now has a winter holiday theme. So snow, Christmas trees, snowmen, lights, a yule goat. A yule goat. Yule goat. Is that a thing? In world it build, is now apparently. yeah the gameplay is still building a town with an economy above ground and excavating three mine levels below where you engage in some light tower defense to find pieces of technology That's one
0: thing i didn't notice i didn't realize there were three levels to the mine like i've i spent ages in that game on one level and i had no idea there were there were more and that there were also tower defense in it so mm. yeah uh
1: to find pieces of te- not pieces of technology which should help you get off the exhausted planet you're on. It's a pretty game and fun to play and not terribly punishing if you mess up. I'm Mm -hmm. playing on balance and haven't really run into trouble. There's also a difficult mode that should pose a challenge as there are fewer resources, tougher enemies and more expensive construction.
0: Really liked SteamWorld Build, what I played of it. Yeah, full disclosure, I got a free copy. I was actually sponsored to do a stream of it, but that sponsored stream... It's great when you get sponsored to do a stream of a game that you think you're going to like, and then you actually really do it. And it's like, oh, I'm getting paid to play this game for two or three hours that I really enjoy. Mm. Cannot complain. Nice. Yeah. Lucky so yeah, steam will Build, genuinely um, a fun game if you're into that kind of game. Shall we see what's been happening in t- news? In the news, yes. Now. Oh, you've got it on yours. I've got it on my
1: phone. Um, so last, um. Last week was the Game Awards, mm-hmm. and that tends to be sort of the last big event of the year, the last big major news, and everyone thinks, do you know, what it's going to be quiet after this. Like, everyone takes some time off. Don't worry about. I'm working. glad you've had it's such a relaxing week. No, no, a lot decided. A lot of people decided to make things happen this week. Yeah, dicks um, on Twitch. Well, that is literally the first one, I which is that Twitch has updated its policy on sexual content. <laughs> now, what they're
0: going to do. Dick streams. I'm
1: absolutely not, because that's not allowed. Do you
0: want me to fix a camera underneath the desk?
1: No, that is not allowed.
0: What about if you're wearing clothes?
1: That is allowed. Okay. Um, So basically, they had a new blog post, which has outlined the changes to the policy, which isn't... There aren't really that many changes. It's more that they had two separate things that they've consolidated to make it clearer. Um, Now, one thing they have said which i do massively agree with is that anything that is explicit or sexual content will no longer be on the home page and that's because the home page um including like the, the, the carous- recommendations um, yeah of, including of the, carousel.
0: the so the carousel and also including the shelf which yeah. are the ones below it yeah. And
1: and they recommend streams to you, but because it, it comes up with a thumbnail of that stream, if that's then explicit content, it immediately looks like it's awful. Yeah. Um so that will no longer be on the homepage. Which I think is a very good thing, especially for like younger viewers and things like yeah. that. And I think a large reason this has come up now is because I mean there's always sexual content on Twitch. There's always controversy around Within it, there's debates streams. around it. It's funny. Um uh, there's
0: i can get a little bit saucy
1: yeah like there's some spicy chat but you know i'm there's no visual nudity thank you very much not yet um not ever so there's been there's been a lot of that coming up recently i've seen lots of streams of topless women clapping what well
0: no not their hands
1: well, I think they try to make it look like it's not their hands, but I'm pretty sure it's their hands mm. that they're just doing this. Um, and and with the arms coming together, it looks like it's something else. And it's a complete lie. And if straight men are falling for that, then, I mean, good on you women for exploiting them. All um, that. That's true. I, I'm pretty sure it's mainly straight men who are watching.
0: Mm. Um, but there's also, I mean, there's also a lot, and lot, a lot, a lot of kind of topless gay men as well that... Exploit. I mean, uh, also of well. men as well.
1: Everyone's thirsty on Twitch.
0: Yeah, well, true. True. well, maybe not everyone. Anyway, so
1: that's why it's come up recently is because there has been a massive mm-hmm. influx of that, and it's become a bigger problem. So Twitch have addressed it. Um, So they said, we've received consistent feedback from streamers that our current policies around sexual content are confusing Mm -hmm. and that it can be difficult to know how their content will be interpreted based on these policies. We want streamers to feel confident they understand our rules and viewers to feel confident they will get the experience they expect. So the main thing basically is they're talking a lot about CCLs, which are content classification labels. And so now there is one for sexual content and it. Anything that is vaguely sexual must be labeled as that. If you do that, it won't be on the homepage. But if you don't label it appropriately, Mm. they will slap a label on it anyway and be like, no, no, this is this.
0: I mean, I feel like they should be a bit stricter. If you don't put that label on and you're doing sexual stuff, then you should get suspensions and things. Well,
1: that's the thing. I think you should get suspended. And they've said specifically you won't be suspended, but they will lock that label on your stream for a certain amount of time.
0: But also, like, I so I today was like, oh, intrigued. Let me go and click on the art category. Because I've well, had a... Be- before okay. you say that,
1: just to say, basically, there are a list of sexual themes um, which outline sort of what is and isn't acceptable. Um, and they've talked about what was previously prohibited and is now allowed.
0: What are you going to stream? Go on then, tell
1: us. <laughs> so it includes content that deliberately highlights um, breasts, buttocks, or the pelvic region, even when fully clothed.
0: Oh, so it is allowed now.
1: So if you put a camera on your crotch, but you were still wearing clothes, that would be fine.
0: Okay. What about if you're doing... I don't really
1: know why, because that's
0: weird. Well, what about if you were doing like a Just Dance stream, but like of your pelvic area doing Just Dance in In grey joggers? joggers. Yeah.
1: That would be fine, I think. Because well, you are join for the a, uh, not, just that's dance not uh, subathon on um, Sunday. A, you're clothed, and B, that is not a sexual game. But what if you see
0: things kind of swinging around in the, in the? Oh, well, I don't know what you're expecting to show people. No, I'm not. Um... I don't want to be shown, <laughs> I will, and I won't be. I will
1: be the host. <laughs> 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 well, I presume that would be allowed. You're wearing grey joggers right now. I am, they're not on camera. We'll um, do so it. So we're allowed that now. I no. Oh, okay. Um or on YouTube, it's different to Twitch.
0: Oh yeah, you can get a knob out on YouTube. Absolutely you? not.
1: Um body writing is allowed. Can I write on your body? So I know a lot of people do the whole like sign, sign their their chest. Yeah. Um thanks to the subs and things like that. That is perfectly fine. Um erotic dances involving disrobing or disrobing gestures, i.e. you can strip tease on Twitch.
0: Strip teasing's allowed.
1: Um and then also fictionalized nudity. So drawing dicks, drawing dicks. So basically, it's because of um, artists were penalised if they were drawing things that are explicit. However, you can't draw sexual acts or masturbation.
0: Okay. So today I had been tipped that was my off. lead up. Well to done. Uh, today I've been tipped off on YouTube on Twitter that the art category was quite interesting on Twitch. So I went over to Twitch, clicked on the art category, and holy moly! I saw lots of dicks and lots of vaginas and lots of bare breasts. And yes, none of them were depicting kind of sex or anything like that, but it was tasteful nudity. It was not tasteful. But it was
1: nudity all the same.
0: Yeah, and I could see and I could just see those from the thumbnails. I wasn't clicking on any of any of them, but like literally one in 7 or 8 I could see something what, what people would class as explicit. And I just thought, "Oh, like art, little old Frida from down the road and a little, you know, knitting club. She likes, she might be like, mm, I want to try something new. I'm going to go and look at art. Let's go and see, what somebody actually doing some art that, you know, I might be inspired by. And oh, there is a, looks like a rabbit with massive milking tits and, <laughs> and a dick as well. And it's like, and that's genuinely what was on today. There was a, it was a rabbit with massive tits. And then one, well, there were two, both of them had massive tits. One of them had a, a large long a love length and the other one had a you know a a thing and a A thing a hole and it was vagina
1: exactly you can say vagina i can't i'm very shy
0: (laughs) so yeah and i was like oh it's i think if something is marked as sexual activity then the thumbnail should be blurred the only problem is when something's blurred you want to click on it so oh, are then exactly. people going to mark all of their categ- their stuff as sexual activity to get the views? Yeah, because people are going to be like, "Hey, what's going on here? Why is it blurred?" I mean, I
1: think that's exactly what's happened here. I appreciate that Twitch are trying to say, "Look, if it's tasteful and it's part of art, then you know that's not the same as as actual nudity." So you know, we'll allow it. But I now feel like people are just taking the piss by purposely mm. drawing really explicit stuff to try and. Because and, and people, people are, are just trying to, like, of, push Twitch's buttons, basically.
0: Yeah, but also people I think of, I, the, I've i not seen any of it, but people have mentioned that there's stuff on there that of it's obviously art, it's like it's like drawn, it's not a real person, of people that are way younger than they should be, which is disgusting, and they yeah, should be banned awful. immediately. Um, what we're going to do now, we're going to have a little game where we're going to click on the art, and I want you to have a guess, Ed, which of, like, if we go across from most popular to least popular, which, and I might have to change it, what number do you think you will either see tits, dick, or vagina?
1: Oh, I think number one. You think number one? I think okay. the most popular one is going to be something. Explicit. I'm going
0: to go for number seven. I'll be uh, right. Let's go and see art. I might. Okay, it's recommended for you. Let's say high to low. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. There's lots of butt. I haven't. There's no dick at the moment. Well, hang on. What's that very first one? You can't. See? Shall I zoom in? Okay. Let's let's click on this. This is. Um, I mean, it's somebody with very. It's, it's art that's the, it's an anime character in a with who was very well endowed and yeah yes actually we're going down there it's okay have they have they done something better okay no there's there is a vagina um but yeah so actually right now it's um that's a the, vagina with some butter melting on top of it oh was that a vagina i thought it was and i was like <laughs> Are you sure i'm come on no, I think that's just the that's just bad a bad drawing. It <laughs> well is is that a vagina? Or is it a pancake? The annoying thing is though, for some reason, it's
1: definitely a block of butter on top of it.
0: It was showing vagina and penis and all that stuff when I had it set for recommended for you. So maybe it's my well, fault. Well, but I must say, from high to low, uh, one, two, uh, three. There's lots of buttocks. There's lots of very very. Maybe it's
1: just butt pronounced. hour.
0: Pronounced yeah. But then if I go recommended for you. Do we see? Oh, what's that? I think. I don't know, but um, it recommends kind of furry porn and uh, penises, which is actually well, not the furry porn, but you know, will not complain. Well, well uh, you know, they're not allowed to be doing anything
1: sexual. No, that's true. As long as it's tasteful.
0: But yeah, I don't know. Earlier today, it was a lot less. It was, safe I remember, for work. I remember seeing, and <laughs> it was not good. Because I was so. like, hey, look at this. Um, so, maybe there are, I don't know, because now they're allowed, so they wouldn't have been banned or anything, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll have to so that's do Twitch something at artist. The well, I'm going to be, speaking of art, I'm going to be drawing. Oh, God. I'm you're, going to be, you're not drawing anything explicit. Well, I'm drawing the creation of Adam, and hasn't that got Willy in it? Oh, that's true. And I'll be able to do that. Oh, well, I have to put a sexually explicit thing on there. Is art sexual? Well, actually, yeah, because. You could just blur it out. I could, I could put a censored. Yeah, just, just do your I'll art and then just it. like, yeah,
1: put an emoji over the front or something.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ruin this the creation of Adam because it's disgusting. I mean, you're, you're going gonna to ru- ru- ruin it regardless. I think Renaissance, is it a Renaissance painting? Yes. Oh, a Renaissance nudity is just wrong. And I think, you know, we shouldn't subject our children to that kind of foul, vulgar imagery. And therefore we should censor all art that has penises and vaginas. No, you don't. Pipe down. Sorry, I've just turned into a a a, zoo, no, a Gen, You've gen into Z. Karen. No, a Gen Zer. That's what they don't like. Sex in movies. Have you seen all the stuff going on? Like on Twitter, there's a big debate because like the Gen Z, which I think are the youth, mm. they don't like sex in movies because it's like they, it never adds anything. Like sex doesn't add anything, and therefore it shouldn't be in there because it's uncomfortable and people are uncomfortable because it and it never adds anything. It can add something. I mean, it can add something for you if it's very well, you know, there's certain people in it.
1: Well, true. Also, it's it's about human emotion. Sometimes
0: yeah. it can be completely, like,
1: um, gratuitous.
0: Yeah, but who cares? It's art. It's a film. I don't like it particularly. I can't... Like, when people start snogging and they're all romantic, it's like, it's just not my thing. But I'm not going to be, like... Well, saying, it also depends. If I'm it. watching
1: a film with my parents, then I'm less interested in that being you sex. You
0: made me watch a film, watch a TV program with your parents of... Uma Thurman or whatever having sex with a dog oh, a, a Sex with a duck Right it was not Uma
1: Thurman Who was it? Nicole Kidman it, No it was it was. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow No it was part of a series That was produced same. by A famous actress but they weren't in it
0: But the person was having anyway, sex with yes, a duck Anyway yeah someone had sex with a duck And, and you...
1: we watched it with my parents But that was silly that was stupid
0: uh, yeah, It was uncalled for But yeah, and there was also a tweet going around today, which...
1: I watched Brokeback Mountain with my parents. And that's got like (laughs) a finger going in the butthole ready for some anal sex. How old were you? 19.
0: And you hadn't come out then either? I hadn't
1: come out and they didn't know I was gay. And they still didn't think so afterwards.
0: They still don't. (laughs) (laughs) They still keep uh, spraying you with holy water when you go home um but no there, there was another thing as well there was a thing today of uh, it was like the worst tweets of the year do you see that competition going on i did not see that. and one of them was saying like how sex in movies is terrible because they haven't the characters haven't given consent for you to be there oh. and sharing that intimate moment that's not <laughs> that one was winning their uh, bracket but yeah so the characters are not real now there is the sex it's and the not... actors
1: will have given consent, I'm sure. Or at least I like, bloody hope so. Otherwise, that's a terrible production. But yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, you've got a don't Steam Deck. Don't watch anything by Harvey Weinstein.
1: No, oh, definitely don't do that anyway. What's, um, a,
0: what, what's a popular film by him?
1: Oh, he produced tons of stuff. Yeah, of I don't know anything specific. Um, You've got a Steam Deck.
0: I, I do have a big one. How does it smell? Oh, I've been huffing it. Yeah, that's why I haven't been speaking so much today. I've been huffing that thing like... I've been huffing it and licking some Nintendo Switch cartridges at the same time. Oh, I bet. Oh, the thrills I've been getting. Lovely.
1: So basically, there's a story going around on Reddit that apparently st- the fumes from a from a Steam Deck smell nice.
0: So do the ones from a uh, Switch as well, and they're the ones like you play any game that's not Final Fantasy One Pixel Remaster, and it's going to be making a right noise, and you can. That's true. Have a good whiff of that. Even that.
1: Yeah. Um. So, um, yeah, a lot of people have been smelling their Steam decks and somebody posted there on Reddit, a screenshot of a reply that they received from Steam support, their ticket saying, is it safe to inhale the exhaust fumes from the top of the Steam deck vent? Um, and, um, basically they were like, I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you steam out? Don't tell people. (laughs) Val's response was there are no safety concerns with general usage. But directly inhaling the device's vent fumes should
0: be avoided. Yeah, because I mean, it's Um, warming electric, like warming plastic in there. So I don't know. It's not obviously going to be pumping out, you know, exhaust fumes, but it's hot air from like warm plastic. Also, if you want to hear a a loud fan, leave your Switch on over a weekend playing Animal Crossing. (laughs) Come back to that. That's true. That makes a noise. Also,
1: apparently the OLED Steam Deck doesn't smell as good. It's sweeter, cheaper, and does not have me coming back for more. So someone on Reddit.
0: <laughs> I will. I will wait for the next version of the model. The uh, yeah, the Palma Violet version. But yeah,
1: don't smell your Steam Deck. It's there to be played with, not to be sniffed.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Just just do with it what you're meant to be doing with it. Now, the biggest story of the week. Oh,
1: the day oh. before.
0: Ah, oh. now this is. Oh, you didn't do. You didn't mention this in what you've been playing. No. Ooh, little, well, because what,
1: I, I barely pl- I played what it What we've been minutes.
0: playing extra time. Here extra we go. Extra time. So, um,
1: a game came out last week, the same day as the Game Awards, called The Day Before. And this game has been in the news all year. People were initially very excited about it. It was one of the most wanted games on Steam. And it was this zombie MMO game... Mm. Um, that had these trailers that initially looked amazing. But then people started comparing it to other games and realising that it was kind of copy-pasted from loads of other bits. An asset flip. Yes. Um, There was also controversy around them using um, volunteers who were unpaid to make the game. Isn't
0: that a volunteer, though?
1: Well, yeah, but it's like they just didn't pay people for their time, basically. (laughs) Um, There was also a trademark dispute with the name because there was a Korean calendar app yeah. that was also called the day before. Who were like, we've trademarked this, um, and it's just been—it's been this ongoing thing. People all year who've been saying this game is a scam. This game
0: is a scam. We've not heard anything, and from they've ALC been saying either. no, it's
1: not a scam. Like this is definitely coming out. Boom, boom, boom. So the game finally comes out, and it's a fucking mess. It is not an MMO at all. It's just a sort of online extraction shooter. Um, they had loads of servers, but they were all full because um, I ended up playing it. And I, I had to go through loads of servers before I could even get into mm. it. Um, it's very basic. The gameplay is awful. It's buggy. Um, the frame rate's bad. The AI is terrible. Like, there is just nothing good about this game. And it doesn't look like what it should have done. Things um, I wish
0: you'd recorded your playthrough of it because, like, I mean, well, of what's well. going to happen because... Having that that video of that, that years to come people are going to be talking about this game and footage Maybe. of it will have disappeared. Maybe.
1: I mean, basically I read somewhere that if you stand on a car, the zombies won't hit you mm. because they don't understand where you are. And I did that and was literally invincible and just like started shooting a zombie in the head. And it took a lot of shots to kill it. And it barely reacted to the shots either. Like it was it was awful. Um I played it for like 20 minutes just to test it. The reason being that um so the day after it came out the day the after, day after the, the day, day before af- the day after
0: out. the day before <clears throat> came out the day before
1: yeah um it was being completely review bombed on steam and it was like very very negative review i mean review bomb is usually
0: is... a specific hate campaign but i think this sounds like but this was, was just people
1: saying like this game is awful this does not live up to expectations it's really really bad um so that happened basically last friday the day after the
0: Game Awards. And then Monday evening this week. Yeah, because they released it just after the game awards came out. Yeah. Or was it the day? Same day. Okay, it's the same day and there are reasons why we think that.
1: Well, maybe they wanted to try and bury it. A bit. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um so then Monday, uh, Fantastic, as they are called, which is fantastic without the A mm. or maybe fantastic, I don't know. But it's fantastic. Um, they closed on Monday night. Of like like the whole like, company? Yeah. Mm. They whole they shut down the whole company. That
0: sounds like a bad launch. <laughs> it really does. If you close your company two, three days after the game, your game came out, your big, highly anticipated game came out, then that's not a good idea. It's weird. Like in a game of all, in, in like a year of everybody talking about layoffs and how awful it has been for the industry, they announced this and nobody said anything yeah. about that. They were just like, oh, yeah, so I'm right. They
1: shut down immediately. Um, the reason being that the game had failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. But this is a game and that that's requires... And that's literally like four days after it came out.
0: And this is an MMO where they'll technically have to be paying for servers for people that want to play it online. Because apparently there is an yeah. offline version. Yeah, probably. There, no, there is. I, I googled okay. it because I was like, is this game like going to be unplayable now? But apparently not. So
1: the day after
0: it shut down, mm-hmm.
1: we then had a statement from MyTona. Now MyTona... Is the publisher um, that put mm. money into it, and Fantastic is Fantastic bit... is the developer. Okay,
0: yeah. Explain this to me again, because I totally forgot and didn't quite understand what you meant the first time. So explain it so like I'm five. Fantastic is the developer. Is the
1: developer. So they made
0: the game. Yeah, I know what a developer is. Okay, <laughs> and
1: then Mytona is the publisher who basically invested in it. Yes. Um, I'll tell you more in a minute. Um. So my toner basically yeah, had out. to apologize for the game. They mm. said we are sorry for the fact the game didn't uh, didn't meet the expectations of the majority of the players. Uh today we will work with Steam to open up refunds for any players who choose to make a refund. We're in contact with fantastic regarding the future of the game. So mm. basically it got taken off Steam, so you can't buy it anymore. I think you can still play it. Yeah. Um they said the, ser- the, the, the servers it. are
0: keeping they're keeping the servers up yeah. think, for a little So while. if
1: you bought it you can still play it. I got a refund, so I got rid of it after 20 minutes, because fuck that shit. Um, but they are offering, Steam are offering refunds to anyone, no matter how long you've played it. Because normally Steam's policy is it has to be under two hours. Mm-hmm. You've played it and within two weeks of purchase. But this is just anyone, no matter how long you've played it, you can get a refund. Um, so my toner are sort of working with them on that. Um, oh my God, adverts on this page. It's Eurogamer. Um, yes. Um, so um there were various knock-on effects um obviously it's no longer available to purchase as i said um fantastic ceo edward Gutovstev basically removed his x account and just so his twitter Twitter account account. um so he's just completely gone off like off grid (laughs) like he doesn't exist anymore um the game's discord server was wiped now before it was wiped because Lady V, went. she was in it. And so she went in and saw, oh, it's been completely wiped. Before that, I saw videos of people sharing Nazi symbols and porn and God knows what on there. So the Discord was a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, There was also a weird thing where another game called The Wild 8, which is on Steam, had its developer name changed. So obviously in Steam, it lists the developer and publisher and Mm -hmm. and it changes it. And if you go to Steam DB, you can see the history. And... It was changed from Fantastic to Eight Points, yeah. and everyone was like, "Well, why have they changed the name? Like, that sounds fishy. Why have you done that yesterday?" Yeah, have they just rebranded? Um, now that game was published by Hype Train Digital, um, and I contacted Hype Train and got a response from them. And basically, what the, what it was is that because this game was getting review bombed, uh, or sorry, this other game called the day before, um, this other game called The Wild Eight. Okay, that one was getting review bombed on steam Mm -hmm. because it was listed as fantastic now fantastic and eight points the developer they changed it to are the same Mm. but eight points is the original development team of a previous game who changed their name to fantastic so they've changed it's basically the same developer they've just changed the name to it okay Um, so they went back to the original name yeah uh, which, makes sense. which was sort of makes sense. But it's like, that's the knock-on effect, basically, of everyone searching for anything with Fantastic and being like, mm. what the hell is this?
0: So it's the same people that worked on the day before made that game? Apparently, yeah. Okay, but it wasn't terrible?
1: Apparently not. Okay. Um, just in terms of numbers, the day before had a concurrent player peak on its first day of 38,104, mm-hmm. which is fairly decent. And within, like, a couple of days, um, that had dropped to 4,768, which was a drop of 87%. Mm-hmm. And then after that- it I helped you eat. with that math. You did help me with that math. After that, it <laughs> dropped even further. So it's like, it's just plummeted mm. in a matter of Oh, should we see what it is now?
0: Do it. Was it SteamDB? Go to SteamDB. It'd be interesting to see with that- um, SteamDB.info. .info. Uh, it's cheaper probably for them. It was probably on the right, because they have yeah. trending games. Well it's certainly not trending. Oh it's no longer trending. What's it called again? The day before. The day before. Oh there we go. Uh currently 206. <laughs> In game. If you go to if you scroll down, um
1: past that. Pass that. Oh.
0: Uh this one? Oh. Um on the left, click on charts. Charts. Ooh. So yeah, oh, yeah it's pretty much dead. Um, it started yeah, it got the peak of what actually the peak was yeah thirty eight thousand dropped. It got a little, I think when it was delisted or whatever or it would they like all the shit hit the fan. It kind of had a little bit of a bounce. Um, and obviously it's got some bounces from like the well, days. I up think some it's the times. It's daytime, yeah. yeah, But like since the twelfth of December, so the last two days, it has been is not got anywhere close. Well, it's not got to a thousand. Um, so. At the moment, yeah, two uh, 206 people are playing that game that came out a week ago. Yeah. And was the second most popular game on uh, the second top seller, was it? On Steam? Yep. So, yeah, that went
1: shit. Um, well, it was the second top behind the Steam Deck, which is the number one. So it was the number one game, basically.
0: Interestingly enough, though, on Twitch, the all-time peak was 500,000 viewers. Or 494,000. Which is wild. I think everybody was like, what? I'm kind of intrigued to see. I've watched a couple of videos just to be like, what is it? 16% positive.
1: Yeah. Um, The controversies have continued. um, Because I wrote that story on Tuesday. About um, the publisher apologizing and steam Reference coming through. So there's more controversy that's now slowly bit by bit coming out. Um, Dual Shockers did Mm -hmm. an interview with an anonymous source who was a former employee of Fantastic, oh. who basically said that the game was never intended to be an MMO.
0: I think it was never intended to be released. <laughs> no,
1: it was never intended to be an MMO. And they had marketed it as a big zombie MMO, and it was going to be this huge thing. Mm. And this person's literally said, no one from our team knows why they called it an MMO. It was always a third person shooter with some co-op mechanics. Not one RPG mechanic was implemented. Um... And basically goes on to just say how toxic it was, like Mm. um, a lot of good ideas. Didn't they? Yes, they changed the YouTube. Mm. So any any trailers previously that mentioned MMO stuff, they got rid of in order to sort of. It's, what are you talking it's a, about it's a scam yeah. um a lot of good ideas from our team were disregarded because the Gotovstevs, who were the two ceos um didn't approve them anyone who complained too much was kicked off the team a lot of stupid ideas were implemented removed and re-implemented because the brothers thought they knew better than us about what people wanted um it sounds like a complete mess um there were some numbers on reddit that this person has um um confirmed which is the 200,000 copies of the day before was sold. Oh, I saw this, yeah. Um, but 90,000 of those have been refunded so far, and that was a few days ago. Yeah. So I'm sure you've, it's going to be even more. Um, there was also a report from Yahoo Gaming SEA, mm. Southeast Asia, yeah. where they went to the office of Fantastic, which is in Singapore.
0: Oh, yeah. But it's set up by a Russian.
1: So Mytona is a Russian publisher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... Maybe that's also alarm bells, not to be too stereotypical. Wow, but, wow. um, and I th- I think the CEOs of Fantastic are, I'm judging by the names purely here, I think might be Russian. Um, and they have been using an office in Singapore, which it turns out was a co-working space.
0: Mm. So it
1: wasn't their own office. Because it was like,
0: it's not Russian, it's Singaporean. And you're like, is it though?
1: Or is that just for tax reasons? Mm. Um and speaking to people who, other people who use this office, they were like, yeah, we haven't seen anyone here. Um, so it was just like, yeah, uh, basically just a sort of virtual office.
0: And also probably not having Russia on there helps. I mean, also that Which as is well. what I think the, was it Atomic Heart? Yes. Did they, where, where were they based? All over. They yeah. had multiple offices. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah, basically that is, that's the situation with the day before. It's been a complete mess. It's been ongoing all year people have been super excited about it and then accused it being a scam. Mm. And it turns out it was a scam. Funny that. Good job, everyone.
0: Yeah, that is shocking. Speaking of like um, Atomic Heart, weird how the two most kind of controversial games, apart from this, obviously, well, I mean, including this, there were like the most controversial games of the year, Hogwarts and Atomic Heart, pretty much just completely ignored at the uh, the end of the year. Like nobody's talking about them they were a bit shit yeah <laughs> who knows controversy doesn't necessarily sell <laughs> who knew mm. um
1: another big story from this week which is sad oh no is death. e3 oh yeah is
0: officially dead i haven't got a d- like one of the re. i i would say that i don't know if it plays a massive part but part of the reason we do this podcast was obviously giant bomb if you've ever listened to the giant bomb cast preferably old versions of it rather than what they are now like one of the highlights, there were two highlights each year because they used to do a, a weekly podcast where they used to talk about what they've been playing and then they'd talk about the news and then they would do uh, like an emails thing uh, at the end, which mm. we don't do. But maybe if we, you know, if we get big enough where people are, loads of people are sending emails in, it'd be interesting to maybe do. But like they used to do that and their podcast would take about two hours and stuff. It'd be it's like very, very similar to this. We're at an hour and a half. Yeah, if we had, email, <laughs> if we had emails to read, this it'd be was, was meant to be a short one. It was. Oh, sometimes short ones become in, longer become long ones yeah uh, oh. and but yeah so like I used to listen to that religiously every week and it made me want to do one and that's why we are here but the two things that they used to do every year which I absolutely adored was their uh, game of the year coverage again very similar to what we're doing they although they go over like five days and they're about six hours each um, and yeah so it's very that's excessive Hottest Mess was one of the, theirs which we nearly had as a category But yes, I mean, there's lots of similarities there. We do, but we might be changing from hottest mess. No, that's another one we're changing. Oh, is it another one we're changing? Okay. Anyway, continue. Yes, that's right. The other one we're changing is not. So yeah, hottest mess. Stolen from there. Oh, you're blurry. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is their E3 coverage, and they used to do all like they used to speak over all of the um, announcement videos, announcements, and uh, oh, what they call like the showcases. Mm And then every night they would have kind of like a talk show. They'd book a hotel. They'd get the conference room, set it up, and they would have guests from the industry tuning in and just having beer and chatting about it. And also every year, Jeff Gersman used to interview Phil Spencer for like a one-on-one. And it would be like one of the most, the iconic interviews each year. Mm. And Phil Spencer used to come, sometimes save some of the stuff, like some of the stuff he would say would be like front page of, the gaming stuff next the, the following day because he used to be really like candid and people he still is. Yeah, they are. But people were really appreciative, I think, of him and Jeff Gersman doing their E3 chats. So yeah, and ever since then and like seeing them enjoying themselves at E3 and like looking at behind the stage behind the scenes and hearing what went on, I was like, I always dreamed of going to E3. For those of you who have no idea what it is, by the way, it's a giant gaming convention, a little bit similar to Gamescom, I think. Um, it was
1: the biggest games convention, and, and it, still is, it was, but... and it was in um, LA every June, and it was basically gaming Christmas. It's when they yeah. announced. All the big games, all the new consoles—Nintendo, Sony, yeah, Sega, yeah—and um, dying when like, like in... they were all there every and year I think doing Nintendo, huge conferences?
0: When lists. Nintendo pulled out, it started signaling the death of it. But that used to be but even when they pulled out, they still had their own directs or whatever. Or I think that when it first started, I think they were just not part of E3, but they did it separately, and there was still like there was they were not part of it, but they were adjacent well, to th- it.
1: Okay, hang on. So there are two parts to E3 there are the showcases, which is basically a sort of two hour presentation that each studio would do, or each publisher would do, which is um, yeah. which they would show off their stuff. And then there is the gaming floor where they have stuff that's playable. And it used to be only for media and journalists. And then they eventually opened it up to the public. So what happened, the sort of initial thing, basically with all this that set this off is that Nintendo started doing directs, mm. which basically means they do their showcase on YouTube instead. Um, because they don't need to hire a big theater and make a big thing of it. They can just make a YouTube video and put it online, which is a lot cheaper and straight to consumers, which sort of makes sense. And I see why they did it. Um, They still had a presence at E3 in terms of showing off demos and things like that. So they were still there, but they didn't have the big presentation at E3. Mm. And then Sony started copying, Xbox have copied, slowly companies have pulled out. Mm. And so over time... um, E3 has sort of struggled and become smaller. And that's why they've relied on the public and selling tickets to try and make money. COVID then was Decimate, obviously a yeah. huge thing and decimated them. And they never really came back since. So the news this week that it's officially dead is not necessarily surprising because this has yeah. been a slow death over a long time. But it's still very sad because yeah. of what E3 was and what it represents, which is the games industry mm. coming together to celebrate and, and show stuff off.
0: It's interesting hearing people that have worked in media. And like have loads of experience of e3 because a lot of them hated it like they were just saying like they didn't eat or they didn't drink they slept for maybe four hours at night because they were so busy running from one place to another yeah. and like they just had it was just constant mayhem but there's some hilarious stories about people completely screwing up and like yeah, all these you know people no longer in the industry because they did something stupid at e3 and mm. it's uh yeah what would do you see the one that was on uh Twitter about I think I can't remember what game it was, but somebody drew a dick. It was a, a DS... It was a DS thing, thing, and
1: they drew a dick and accidentally sent it to Miyamoto.
0: No, no, they sent it, and it went up on all the screens around mm. where they were, and Miyamoto was there, and apparently that journalist got kicked out Yeah. <laughs> the Nintendo event. But no, I think, yeah, Nintendo going out... and I think, I think one of the reasons is that the success of video games has made it harder as well, because... PlayStation and Xbox have realized, like, we don't need to, like, piggyback off anyone else's success. We are that successful right now. We can just put our own event out there. We can control the narrative completely. We, we don't even need to do it in June. Although I think, yeah, there are obviously some of the Games Fest and, like, the Game Awards time, but that's just one showcase. Whereas now they can be like, hey, we're going to do a PlayStation Direct, and they'll have hundreds of thousands of people tuning in, and they can just tell you exactly what you know is you know they can kind of control the narrative completely and they don't need a load of journalists to play the game and say what it's like
1: and that is also the beginning of the death of journalism <laughs> in that yeah. we're not needed anymore because you can just do a showcase to direct to consumers and they'll buy it and you yeah. don't need the middleman which is it a shame because to play it instead yeah because journalists apparently um, you know don't mean anything um which is a shame. Like, I always wanted to... I mean, maybe that's a topic for another day. Let's not get into it. But I inbox. always... It should be an inbox. I always wanted to go through to E3. Like, Same. And when I became a full-time journalist, I was like, great, at some point I'm going to get to go. Technically, I did in that they had a virtual E3 in 2020. Oh. um, And I had a press pass for it, which meant absolutely nothing because it, it gave me no access to anything. So it was pointless. Oh. But technically, I went to the digital one. Um but yeah, I've I've never been to an E3, and I always wanted to go. And it just doesn't. Mm. No other games show, uh, games convention really matches it. I think I went to Gamescom, Gamescom this year, which was amazing closest. and probably the closest, um, mm. or either that or Summer Games Fest, which I'm sure will be even
0: bigger now because it's the only one. But it's been the only one for a couple of years now, though. But yeah. I wouldn't. I'd quite like it if, yeah, because obviously Gamescom has their opening night live, but it's very, it's very very light on kind of big AAA announcements. I would quite like, because that's in the summer, isn't it? It's October or well, September? Or was it? No, it was August, because it was just Gamescom. after... Yeah, yeah. sorry, it was August. just after um, TwitchCon. Yeah. So, I mean, that is summer. I mean, June was when... It was like the beginning of June, uh, beginning to the middle of June when E3 used to be. So it'd be cool if uh, they start kind of... I don't know, I think all of them are going to... Because they do like to do their showcases in June, because it kind of announces games for Christmas, and then maybe even announces the odd thing that will be out the following year it's also a couple of months after the start of the financial year which is generally april
1: so it's kind of it's starting off the year basically
0: yeah so i wonder if they'll still have the kind of the xbox showcase and the playstation showcase whatever they're all called nintendo directs wonder if they'll still remain around about that time probably um but yeah i wonder if yeah what would happen gamescom put that earlier let's just do that instead just not summer games fest i've had enough with jeff Keighley.
1: Yeah, I mean the Game Awards is also sort of taking taking the place of this, and and I mean I'm I just hate how it revolves we around one man. We talked about it a bit last week, but I mean the reaction to the Game Awards has not been good no. from the industry. Who the fact that people got cut off after thirty seconds, and mm. the fact that it's just so much emphasis on adverts, and There's so much emphasis on Jeff Keely and, and Jeff Keely and his friends, and like it's it's not gone damn well. No. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that
0: changes in the future as well. Like I. I, w- I know he won't because he's got a massive ego, but I think it would be better for it if Jeff Keighley took a step back. And he'll be- never do that. No, but it's like the Game Awards. It's not... At the moment, it's Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards. Yeah. But it should be. This is- these are The Game Awards. We've got some celebrity, maybe not even celebrity, but we've got some people who are massive in the industry as the hosts. Or- yeah,
1: fuck celebrities. Like, I'm sorry. Timothy I don't need Chalamet to come in and robotically going... And I'm wearing out our game of the year is Baldur's like, Gate. They jokingly and like,
0: introduced him, and he didn't even use any jokes or anything. He was the most like he read exactly his script, and then he left.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, I think it was IGN interviewed him, and were like, "So what's your game of the year?" And he was like, "Spider Man. Why? Because it's really awesome." What bits did you like? I don't want to spoil anything. Did you play it, Timothy? Do you know what you're talking about? He's pretty anyway. He's in Liza. No, P. he's not. Had he come out dressed in Liza P cosplay, I would have been like. Nailed it, mate. Yes. Well done. You've, you've had a gag and it would have been better than, than Kratos' gag against Call of Duty.
0: No, oh, but no. I, yeah, I just get rid of Jeff Keighley and bring, I think a few things need to happen, which won't. Oh, God, hey, get rid hey. of Jeff Keeley. please. That won't happen. But Continue. get do it and make it so that there is a people's vote for the game of the year, but have industry people and journalists voting on all the other categories.
1: That's how it works now.
0: No, but for the final winners. Deciding on the winners. Like the Oscars. Because it's all voted for on the website. I think that's a percentage of the final vote. You should. No, I think it's all voted, isn't it? No. I think it's a percentage. Oh, well, get rid of the public vote. Yeah. Vote the public. Well, then oh, just that's get, why... You, just you, do a few. Make, do a few popularity ones and do those as the throwaway ones in between uh, adverts. Yeah. Where you're turning into the BAFTAs. I mean, the BAFTAs is a lot more prestigious, I think, than the Game Awards. Because it's got BAFTA behind it. Hmm. There we go. Anyway, if that's we were gonna, enough yeah, chat about that. If BAFTA that. would like to give us a table at the <laughs> BAFTA Game Awards <laughs> sure. for swapping joysticks, we will happily take you up. I have a, a lovely suit. I'll buy one. I will buy a tuxedo if I get it. Yeah. Anyway, there's
1: one more story to talk about. Another one? There's one more, although oh, this is hell. basically an inbox as well, um, which was an interview with Zelda producer AGI Enuma oh. in, uh that was done by IGN. And there were a number of things that came out of it. Um, they talked about um, Link and Zelda's relationship being uh, up to player interpretation, even though we all know that they're banging. Brother and
0: sister. Oh, not brother and sister? They're definitely banging. I mean, they could be brother and sister. They're
1: definitely banging. Um... Also talked about the, you know, the possibility of Zelda being playable in the future. You know, they'll think about it. Oh, yes. But um, one of the things, one of the big quotes that came out of it was Ionuma's views on um, linear games.
0: Yeah, it was games. It wasn't just Zelda, was it?
1: Well, it's interesting because he was talking about games. And I don't know if the quote has just been taken out of context or, or sort of the conversation out of, out, out of context. But... The, the, the interview was about the Zelda games and Zelda series. So I think it's maybe semi-implied he's talking about Zelda, but he doesn't actually specifically say Zelda. But he's talking about um, um, linear games basically being games of the past. Um, but he also talked about... Um, it's interesting when I hear people say um, that they miss traditional linear Zelda, because I'm wondering, why do you want to go back to a type of game where you're more limited or more restricted in the types of things or ways you can play? He then says, games, um, which have a strict order of events are kind of games of the past. Um, whilst modern games can accept a player's own decisions and give them the freedom to flexibly proceed. Um, I do have to admit making games that way always carries with it additional development costs because open world games are massive. Mm-hmm. Um, he does admit, um, I do understand that desire that we have for nostalgia. So I can also understand it from that aspect in terms of people wanting the sort of traditional Zelda games. So what people say um, about
0: Final Fa- traditional Final Fantasy games, it's like, it's just nostalgia.
1: Well, a bit. I mean, th- this is him. this is coming from the series producer of Zelda. So it's kind of an indication of what might be coming next. I think they've had such a success with Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom where they individually have sold 10 times more than any other game in the series. It's so obvious that this is what sells for them that I think they're going to keep doing this open world style of game. I just hope they change it and a fair bit. I'm totally fine with that. Like like I said, this is an inbox question, so we should talk about it later another time. But MMO. Um, I Real think MMO. for me, like a Zelda game that's open world, but still with old school style dungeons is my mm. dream. I think they're going to stick with open world games and it feels like they're not going to go back to the linear style that we had in older games. Mm. However, what I don't understand is why we can't have both. Yeah. In the way that with Mario, we have the 3D games and the 2D games, or in the past, we've had like the handheld games and the home console games. Obviously Switch is Resident Evil.
0: First person, third person. Exactly.
1: Why can't we have alternating versions of Zelda games? Maybe it's not like the next big one, but we get a sort of smaller spin-off game every now and again that is more of a traditional yeah. linear one. Assassin's Creed. Like uh, that's smaller and and doesn't require the development costs, mm. but still gives people the older nostalgic style. Do you know what they I'm totally do? down for that.
0: Just go through their old back catalogue and remaster them.
1: Just re release Wind Waker and Twilight oh, Princess and a double pack on Switch.
0: Come on. Or do it. Don't do a double pack. Just do just do remasters of them both and release them one by one.
1: I mean, I'd pay for them separately. I want them both. Just give it to us, Nintendo. Give it to me, Nintendo. Give it to me.
0: Give it to him. I want it. Gabe Bowser will be over. Anyway. Anyway, that was the we... last story for today. Excellent. That, we'll, I'll save all of my thousands of thoughts about Zelda and... Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do an inbox on that. R3. Any, R3. On Who a, knows? Another thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very, very much for watching. This was Swapping Joyce. This was the last normal...